Rested Root. How would you know? It's the band. Oh, I see. Rested Root. I see. You didn't know? Hi, everyone. Welcome to Friends Till the End. One-stop shop, friends, etc., etc. It's day four of our seven podcasts in seven days as we talk about season three, episode four. Woo! The one with the metaphorical tunnel. I'm Michael. I'm joined with friend to animals and children alike. It's Elizabeth. Hi, Elizabeth. Good description of me. Mm-hmm. Hello, Michael. You doing all right? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing okay. Good. Doing fine. Fine. Just fine. Just fine? Just fine. You having a bad day? Sipping a beer, watching Friends. <sighs> Couldn't be having a bad day. It's hard. With your best friend ever, me. Uh, yeah. Oh. Is this embarrassing? You should have said, this is embarrassing because I'm, I'm your best friend, but you're not my best friend. I was just about to. Oh. Just let me. <laughs> all right, well, how, how, how the devil are you? I've already asked you that. All right. Yep, you always do. Ask me twice. Sometimes I'm not sure I believe you first time around. What am I going to say other than good? <laughs> come on. You could be honest. All right, everyone. I had a horrible day. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. No, it's not the place. It's not the place. People, they, they, they want to know. They, they don't, don't give know. a flying hell about... Of course they no, do. No, no. They love you. No, it's about friends. It's not about Michael and Elizabeth. We're just the wacky duo that watch these shows for some reason. For some reason. You want to launch us into it, champ? You ready for a question? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah. ready. Are you? You uh, want a question? Let's say that again. Uh, Are you ready for me to ask you a question? <laughs> uh, you ready for all it? All right. No, I'm not even singing anymore. You have to do it all oh, on your own. Come on. Nope. Nope. You've, privilege has been taken away. Ask Elizabeth. Ask Elizabeth. No more, I see. Right. No Morrissey. No Morrissey. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, guys. We've been drinking. <laughs> Today's question comes from our old friend at Movie Men. Hi, friend. Regular question asker. And his question to you. So he points out that your loyalties have shifted in recent episodes from Phoebe to Monica a little bit. That is true at Movie Men. Wait, Movie Man? Or movie... Greg. Movie Greg? Yeah. That is true, Greg, yes. So he's wondering, like, have your opinions changed of other members of the group Hmm. in Um, recent episodes? Because, you know, your bottom three was still the same. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Rachel just doesn't do anything for me. I feel like more and more, even though I complain about him, I I sort of like Ross-ish. I, I don't I feel like Why? I just need someone that I need to not like. Did you think do you think you like Ross more because he's not like he's happy now. He's in a relationship. He's got what Maybe. he wanted. It's so it's like really good observation. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, he's just not as um annoying anymore. Yeah. So He's a, he's less of the focus. Yes. He's not really the the focus of episodes very much anymore. I still think that he is a main character though. Okay, you can think that, but it's Blatantly not true right now. You don't think Monica and him are like. I think main? it's an ensemble and people have their storylines and then they drift to the back when their storylines aren't going on. I guess, yeah. Yeah, I guess. They do a pretty good job of that. You, some people are featured more than others, but. I don't get why you don't like Rachel. 
because she just is just there. But she's interesting. How is she interesting? Like she was a spoiled brat that decided to not go for what was expected of her and marry into luxury, and she like went out there on her own to kind of just make a go of it. And admittedly, you know, she's living in a pretty fucking plush New York apartment. You know, she's not like scrimping and saving and living in some cockroach infested hellhole. But like, she's still, I don't know. I just think there's something interesting there. I don't think she gets enough credit. I just haven't seen it yet because she is a 21st century feminist icon. Phoebe and Monica have such sandbag in that remark. 20th century, I suppose, at this point. Phoebe and Monica have such established characters that Rich just seems pretty regular. Okay. Like, she doesn't stand out. Do you like Ross and Rachel as a couple? I buy it. Yeah? Um, but I don't think it'll last. Oh, no. No, that's fine. Oh, no. Sorry. I liked him better with Julie, I think. What? No. <laughs> I liked Julie. She was nice. She was nice, but yeah. no, I don't prefer them. So I guess it's to answer your question, Greg. Oh, Greg. Greggles. Um, what? I'm, I'm, I asked if I could call him Greggles. I know oh, okay. he can't answer me, but I'm going to. I think ever so slightly with each episode, I like Ross a little more. Okay. But for the most part, ah, gosh, you know, it changes episode to episode because this last one we just watched, I liked Phoebe more than Monica. But they're really neck mm. and neck at this point. They're like at a horse race and there's the two at the, it's almost at the finish line. We don't know who's going to cross it. Yeah. yeah, they're neck and neck. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and everyone else has stayed the same. I imagine it'll change, though, over the course of watching this. Well, Joey hasn't really gone anywhere as a character, so, like, your opinion of him can't really change all that much anyway. There's no real depth to Joey. Same with Rachel, in my opinion. No, well, okay. Ask Elizabeth Corner, in my opinion. And Chandler, I don't think you like him any less. I think you just like Monica, you've liked Monica more recently, so she's overtaken Chandler. Yeah, Chandler's, Chandler's just fine, yeah. Okay. Thank you for that question. Yes, very good indeed. So we'll move on to the fourth episode of the season, the one with the metaphorical tunnel, Mm -hmm. which was first shown on October the 10th, 1996. To a viewership of how many, Elizabeth? It is higher than 25.2 of the previous episode. 25.9. 26.1. So we'll give you that. Yeah! Woo, woo, woo! You don't get it bang on, though. You've never got it bang on. It's hard! All right. I'm going to ask you next time. Let's see if you can get it bang on. Well, I've looked it up, so I have, I will be able to get it right. Oh, you already know for the next one? Of course. Oh. I know everything about Friends, Elizabeth. Fine, then I'm going to... I know everything. Everything about Friends. <laughs> oh, God. Except for you don't know from our last episode if David Arquette and Courtney Cox are still dating. That's not a Friends piece of trivia. That is out with of the timeline because Friends has ended, so I don't know what happens to them after Friends has ended. You don't know how old they are in real life while they're filming. Ha! Eat it. I know everything about friends. So we open with an infomercial. A wacky, zany uh, infomercial called Amazing Discoveries, I believe. Yeah. And Bill Joey. Cosby sweater. Yes, there's a guy in there, but there's another guy in the background. It's Joey. Joey! He's in this commercial. The infomercial, I think we've talked. Has there been infomercials before? Have we not talked about them before? This is an American phenomenon because we don't get infomercials in the Oh, UK. yes, we have talked Maybe about Maybe at like three in the morning when a channel like shuts down, they'll show like an infomercial. <laughs> They're so entertaining. And we have the Q- QVC channel. Okay, yeah, we have that. But nobody watches it. It is so entertaining, infomercials. Okay. 
Oh yeah, we have talked about this. Now I feel very satisfied when I watch one about knives mm-hmm. or vacuums. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we watched a really funny compilation of like special people in these adverts that like keep on, like they open bag of chips and fall on the floor and then like <laughs> break a lip. <laughs> yeah. So Joey's kind of one of those people. It seems to be a product for helping you open cartons of milk easier. Mm-hmm. And so this this Bill Cosby sweater guy is like, oh, don't you just, it is such a problem to open those paper cartons. And you see Joey struggling with it. And he tries to open it so much, so furiously that he rips open the side of it and the mm-hmm. milk goes everywhere. It is a disaster. And of course, everyone at that point is gathered around the TV. Yeah. They've probably seen this 14,000 times. They're like, oh, here it is, Joey. You're, you're back on. There it is. And of course, he's just like, oh, guys, please. I mean, he probably got some, some good dough from that. Do you think? I mean, something. Money for an infomercial? He's donating his sperm. He's doing whatever. He's, he's trying his best. Yeah. At least he's out there trying to do it, you know? Yeah, so you see him struggling with the milk, and the, the item appears to be a... Um, the Milk Master 2000. The Milk Master 2000. Good. You, like, poke it in there, and then you turn it, and then yeah. it pours the milk effortlessly. Yeah. It's pretty much what we have on milk cartons now. They just put, like, that yeah. plastic part into it now. Yeah, instead of pouring it out of, like, the, the V of the paper mm-hmm. part. Yeah. Yeah. So, in some ways, very, you know, predicting where we were going to end up. You don't think they had that in the 90s? No, I think you were opening a milk cart in the good old-fashioned way. No, I know they had plastic ones you could use. Mm. Would you make a lot of money off an infomercial? If you were, like, the host of it, probably. Well, he's kind of the host of it. No, he's just there, like, stooge. He's the dumbass. Yeah. Doesn't know how to open a cart of milk. Yeah. It's like an extra. Well, at least he didn't break his hip. Right. And we get into the intro from there. With all the friends laughing at Joey. Yet again. Dummy. Still got his arm in a sling. Yep. So the episode begins. We got the music from the Rembrandts. I was paying more attention to the opening credits. Again? So it's kind of broken down. Each character gets like their Jennifer Aniston, Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow. And usually, wow, it's the same for every time. They get like maybe two or three clips of them in the episode pulling a face. And then it finishes with them kind of messing around in the fountain on their own. Yeah. That's been that the same... I know, but I've been really observing it this time around. Okay. okay. Who's your favorite um, for messing around in the fountain? Oh. Jennifer Aniston throws bread to the plastic ducks in the fountain. You've got Lisa Kudrow, who's like swinging an invisible lasso. <laughs> You've got... Is it Joey that does like spits out the water? That's Chandler. The Chandler does that. Ross does a sort of lurking around like jaws in the water and lifts his head up and then raises his eyebrows like, oh, hi guys. Can I... I need to watch oh, it. Oh, okay. Well, uh, just something to look out for anyway. Um, I notice the things they do, and I notice that there's like certain parts of certain people's things that I like more than others. Uh, I don't like Ross's. I think he's a freaking goober. Oh, no, I, I don't I think like it's, him. I think it's quite endearing, I have to say. We give him a bit of a hard time, but I think his little head out the water, eyebrows raised, I thought, oh, it's quite endearing. I, maybe that's because that's something you would do. How dare you? <laughs> No, I, I can't really remember, and I think that's, like, I remember all the ones that you're saying, but Joey and Monica's, I don't remember what they are, and I feel like those are the ones I like. All right, well, we'll watch it next time, and we'll we'll definitively answer it next episode. Sounds good. That's a little teaser for next time. Mm. The episode opens with Chandler all loved up with Janice. They're going to go see a movie. They're making out, basically, on top of Monica. Ew. You said... You seem to have done a bit of a 180. You were like, Janice is so annoying. She is, but that's her character. So that's, she's doing a good job then. But do you like it? 
Because she was one of your favorite non-friends. Yeah, because I think she's one. a good actress. Um, Do you think you can have too much of a good thing? Yes. She's better in small doses. Yes. Ah, okay. So I think that's where we're at with that. Yeah. Those birds are Damn so birds. <laughs> Quit your chirping. No, they're cute. Yeah, I'm getting a little annoyed, but I, I think it's just because she's doing a really good job. You know that as soon as the cameras stop rolling, she just talks like normal. She doesn't have that nasally voice, and she's probably a completely different person. So that's great. But yeah, I'm getting a little, ugh. Chandler should be with someone else. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Yeah, you don't like them together. Mm, I don't believe them together. Okay. Joey comes in to the coffee shop. He is not happy. He yells at Chandler. Because he missed an audition, because he never got the message about it, and Chandler's like, I didn't take the message, and Phoebe's like, oh, it was me, I'm really sorry, and she feels really bad, because Joey missed out on this job, so she's like, I'll make it up to you, I'll give them a call, so she calls the the people who were holding the audition, pretending to be his agent, and she, she rebooks it, basically, she kind of slick talks them, she seems to be pretty good at it. Yeah, it was very natural for her. Yeah, so she... She basically, you know, she puts on a voice and she pretends to be a secretary and then she like, was like, oh, darling, yes, can we get Joey in? So, yeah, Joey has got a second bite at the apple for this audition. Yes. Good. Good for him. Ben alert. Ben alert. Sound the Ben klaxon. There's little baby Ben Woo. making another appearance. His first of the season. He, in my opinion, seems to be the same baby that they've used before. It seems to be. Yeah. At least the last time we saw him when he was hanging out with Dr. Richard Burke and Monica. Yeah. That really little doe-eyed, blonde. He looks the same, unless maybe... Maybe they use twins. You know, a lot of shows They use do use twins. Twins. Yeah, oh, they, they do? do. Okay. Yeah, they do. Yeah, so it seems to be one of those guys. Mm-hmm. Cute as a button. Carol 2.0 and Susan drop him off at Ross's. And Ross is dismayed and outraged and sickened to see the his son... His son... It's got a bloody Barbie doll as a toy. Apparently he loves it. He goes everywhere with it like a little blanket. Mm-hmm. And Ross is outraged. Now let's put aside this um, 1950s attitude that Ross is having right now. <laughs> his his hair is on point right now. Is this, is pr- this is probably Ross's prime strongest hair. Ross. This, is, this might be prime Ross hair. Mm. I'll have we'll to see. look out for it, apparently. It's good. It's like, it's thick. It's well coiffed. It's good. It's right. proportioned well. Like it's he's looking good. Got you know, game respect game. He's looking all right. Okay. Go but back Ross. to the back to the. It's not homophobic attitude, but it's sexist. Yeah, sexist. I guess doesn't want his son having a little girly toy. Right, because uh, because just that he's identifying a chunk of plastic as something that's only for girls. So that he's he's making toys have a gender, basically. He should be relieved. His son's got his eye on the blonde with the big cans. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, Lord. Chip off the old block. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, God. Hey, hey, hey. I'm done with this show. Let's uh, get rid of this. We're I done. It's really over. I dirty saying that. That's kind of his arc for the episode. He is uncomfortable with the fact that his son is playing with dolls. Yep. It got me angry a little. Yeah? Yeah. Just because it's very regressive? Yeah. I mean, I guess in 2017, it's almost unheard of. Oh. Like, they mentioned how he picked it out of the toy store himself, and that mm-hmm. he loves it, and it's his little security blanket. And you'd think that any good father would be like, 
he saw something in this. He doesn't understand that other people might think that boys play with certain types of toys and girls play with certain types. He saw it. He liked it. It makes him feel safe mm. when you want your kid to just enjoy whatever it is, whether it's like a ball or a blanket or a Barbie or a freaking truck, you know? Yeah, you'd think so. So I guess I, I, I mean, I have to constantly remind myself that this show is in the 90s. Yeah, you can't judge it by today's standards. If this was released today, the fucking Twitter would be up in arms. Oh, right. Oh, hashtag cancel friends. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, you know, it, but the thing is, it's good that they're talking about this stuff back in the 90s, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Like, some of the things, the, the feminist topics and just the themes throughout. The fact that Rachel Green is a 21st century feminist icon. Is she? <laughs> We literally were just joking about it. Oh, okay, but I don't think that's true. But anyways, yeah, I'm I'm kind of proud of that because a lot of shows focus on those topics now and this was already done, so that's cool. Cool. There is Trouble in Paradise for Chandler and Janice. He is going uh, to the group... Don't you mean Chanice? Chanice, yes. There's Trouble in Paradise for Chanice. Uh, they went out for dinner. She ate some of his food. Chandler's freaking out because it's getting serious. Oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, I don't know what to do. Leah, I don't like her. I don't want to be in a relationship. And everyone's just sort of like, you'll be fine. The girls are like, for God's sakes, mm-hmm. make up your mind. Typical male. Yeah. Basically. They, they bring up the tunnel metaphor. I have to say I was taking notes, so I wasn't really paying attention to the tunnel metaphor. But I wasn't either. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's in the title of the episode, Elizabeth. I know. Um, he's, I don't know. He's afraid. Should we go back and watch it? Maybe. uh, Should we? Nah, let's not bother. It's not that important. There's a tunnel metaphor about the relationship, uh, which is apparently very important. But basically, everyone's like, face your fear. You're afraid of commitment, so be really committed. And Joey gives him a bit of a pep talk. He's like, yeah, face your fear. Pee in the wind. You can do it. Give 110%. Run with scissors. All that good stuff. Phoebe calls back on that audition after Joey goes on the audition, and he got the job. Yeah. And he's real happy, and he really likes um, Phoebe as his agent. So he's like, you should help me out more. I've got a few more auditions. Can you please help me with them? And she's like, "Uh, she's reluctant. She doesn't really want to. She was like, it was fun one time, but, you know. But uh, he convinces her, basically, to help her out with four auditions. Yep. So we'll see how that works out for them. Apparently Estelle is not doing as good of a job as his agent as Phoebe does. Oh, poor Estelle. I know. She's trying her best. Chandler, in an effort to kind of seem really committed to Janice, he prepares her a home-cooked meal. He gives her a gift. Gives her, like, what is it, like, wrapping paper? Um, no, it's, um... Ribbon? No, 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 no. Contact paper. (laughs) I'm shaking my head. You don't know what that is, Michael? No. It's something that people would line dresser drawers with. That's a thing. Yeah. Why do you need that? Open that dresser. I know what's in there. Why? Why can't you just have it on the wood? (laughs) Maybe it's unfinished, so it kind of protects it, protects the clothes a little bit, or is nice. I think you're disrespecting the, uh, the craftsmanship of the carpenter with that kind of shit. Now they put in all sorts of drawers, not just for clothes, but yeah, contact paper. Anyway, he's like, oh, well, you need that for this drawer that I've got you that's going to go in my um, my chest of drawers because I want you to have a drawer here. And for God's sakes, the drawer he gives her wouldn't even fit one bra. <laughs> it's tiny. 
Mm. It's shallow. It's small. It's smaller than a shoebox. Well, baby steps, Elizabeth. It's tiny. It's a nice gesture, though. Enough to fit, like, her toothbrush. It's a nice gesture, though, Elizabeth. Yeah, and he Janice doesn't know what the really, hell he's doing. Janice really appreciates it. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, because I'm committed to you. Let's go on a trip to meet your parents. Let's go on a trip with your parents. You can move in. And he just kind of throws a lot of stuff at her, and she kind of freaks out. Yeah, see, I didn't understand this. He's like... He's doubling. He's trying to face his fears, but he doesn't really know how to do that. He doesn't really know what being committed means, and so he doesn't really understand the appropriate times to do these serious things because he's never had to do them before. I mean, I guess I took, I took it differently. So I thought that they were giving him the advice, yeah, to kind of go all in, but yeah. he didn't want to be with her, so he decided no. to go all in in order to say, "Oh, maybe this will push her away." No, no. Okay, so that's how I read he it. He really wants to be with her. Okay. What? Pay attention. I, I am. It's just, I am coming from a different perspective, hence this podcast. So that's what I thought. Okay. Well, no. He wants to be with her. He wants to make it work. Okay. He just doesn't have the skills at this stage of a relationship. Got it. So she freaks out and she wants to leave. And he's like, I'm hopeless and awkward and desperate for love. Don't leave. It's It's quite funny. He has a bit of a freak out. And then she leaves and then he very calmly picks up the phone and he's like, hi Janice, it's me. I just wanted to apologize in the advance for chasing you down the street. And then he like darts out of the apartment after her. It's yeah, it's good. like so over the top. That's why I thought it was fake. Oh, it was pretty good. Janice was good for that. Yeah, poor guy. Ross is trying his best to get Ben to forget about the Barbie. Rachel's not happy. She thinks it's appalling. Just let him have his doll. He gets him a G.I. Joe. Which I'm pretty sure is actually not a G.I. Joe, but an Action Man figure. Do you guys have Action Man figures here? I don't know. They're like the same size as a Barbie, and they don't have genitals. Whereas I think a G.I. Joe is like smaller and like plasticer. Oh, really? I think so. Oh, I don't know. know. Maybe not. Maybe it's an American thing. So he tries to get him onto that with a G.I. Joe and dinosaurs and things like that. Phoebe's avoiding Joey because she doesn't want to give him bad news. She's like, you didn't get those auditions. They say you got in a terrible Italian accent and you don't, you're not good. And Joey's like upset. And Phoebe's like, I don't want to do this anymore. And he's like, well, no, I need you to do it because you actually tell me and give me good advice on how I can improve. And she's like, well, I don't want to do it, but if it helps you, I will. She's a good friend. I guess so. She might be the best friend. She kissed Joey when he needed help as well. They're totally getting together, per my prediction. We'll see. The girls, and by girls I mean Monica and Rachel, comfort slash rub Chandler, weirdly. Very touchy-feely group. Eh, like girls he's sitting are on the more... couch and they're like, oh, sweetheart, it's okay. And they're like playing with his hair and rubbing his leg. It's more societally acceptable for girls to be more touchy like that. Without meaning anything behind it, just to, to show affection well, in that way. I think Chandler would probably read stuff into it. To... To Rachel, who is dating Ross. And Monica, yes. And Monica, who's getting over a break. I mean... Yes. Chandler would be dumb to read into anything. Chandler is dumb. That's true. Uh, they're like, oh, you know, it's okay. Don't worry about it. They give him low-fat ice cream. So he's like, oh, so there's still hope. They're like, yeah, we, we would only give you the good ice cream if um, we thought it was a really serious problem in your relationship. I'm glad they said that, too, because I noticed he had a big tub of vanilla ice cream. And I was like, 
Who would eat just plain vanilla? I love a bit of vanilla ice cream. When you're sad, you don't eat vanilla. This is before your days of Ben and Jerry's and your baked Alaska and your... Why would you have vanilla when you can have chocolate, Michael? Vanilla's better than chocolate. Oh. Oh, you're so wrong. <laughs> well. You would choose vanilla anything over chocolate anything? No, ice cream. Specifically ice no, no, cream. No, no, no. You're, you're choosing chocolate or vanilla. And that's all you can have forever. Well, chocolate. Ah, that's what I'm talking I about thought. ice cream. Nope, though. nope, nope, nope. No, this you is need a weird some, game. No, no. If you have vanilla ice cream, you have to put like chocolate sauce on it or something. You can't just have vanilla. No. It's too good. Like, or like with vanilla. pie. I just like vanilla ice cream. You're you're too strange for me. Anyway, they advise. They're like, don't call her. What you should do is bump into her accidentally, and when you do, act all aloof. So that's the advice that he's gotten. Is that good advice? No. Well, I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. It's not. I suppose it's how you how you use it. Yeah. And as we'll see, he doesn't use it terribly well. Can you stop doing that with your feet? Chugga chugging. I know. Stop chugga chugging. So he takes her advice, and he kind of accidentally runs into Janice at the at her uh, grocery store. <laughs> so anyway, he bumps into her, and he he tries to act aloof, but that just means speaking in a weird British accent. And then he tries to make out that he's going to a party and there's a woman there and he's just, he doesn't get it. And Janice is like, you're either having an affair, which makes you an asshole, or you're making it up, which makes you pathetic. And yeah, it just goes real bad for him. That's pretty harsh language. But, you know, she's, her husband's just had an affair. She's in no mood to be messed with. Sure. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Phoebe is giving Joey more notes about his performances and the gigs that he doesn't book and she's like these people said that you just didn't seem like a convincing human being and these people thought that you were pretty pretty but dumb oh actually no that's just pretty dumb <laughs> Poor and, Joey. and Joey's just like I can't do this anymore I, I you're great but I, I can't take this blunt advice this blunt feedback and she's mm-hmm. like okay fine I can't be your agent anymore. And then Joey's like, oh, did you just make up that stuff so that you, I, you would stop being my agent? And she was like, sure. Oh, she's a good pal. As her eyes dart back and forth suspiciously and she tugs on her collar, <laughs> dabs her brow for sweat. It's like, yeah, sure, Joey. But that makes him, it doesn't hurt him as much. Right. But it doesn't help his career one little bit. No, but he asked, you know what, actually I can't hear it. So she's respecting that. Mm. And she's letting him believe that she's doing it on purpose, you know? Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. He'll find his way. It looks like Chandler's really blown it with Janice. The girls bust out the good ice cream for him because it just looks like he's fucked it up. Why, Michael, is in his miserable state, is he lying on his kitchen counter? Because he's depressed. With like his back against the microwave. He's depressed. No, and it's like no. It's kind of like he's on a therapist's couch and he's lying back and they're there giving are beds. Advice. There are couches. They're not going to go into his bedroom. Go on a couch. Well, Who lies on a couch? You have to like prop yourself up all the effort to get yourself comfortable in that thing. Come on. No, no, no. So anyway, they're about to bust out the good ice cream, but then Janice calls. And they have a conversation and Chandler's like, I'm sorry, I'm just freaking out because I don't want to mess this up because I really like you. And the girls are like, ugh, if we had done that, a guy would never have called us. This is outrageous. Right. And they start eating their ice cream. Well, they say I love you on the phone to one another too. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the first time they've said it. Potentially. First time we've heard them say it to each other. Yeah. So good. Happy ending for 
Chandler. Chanis. Chanis. And the episode ends. Ross seems to have won his victory. Ben seems to love the G.I. Joe now. He's bragging about it to Carol 2.0 and Susan. And they're just like, oh, okay, fine. And then Monica's like, what are you talking about? You used to dress up as a girl when you were a kid. And he's like, what? Huh? He's like, yeah, you dressed up as an old woman and you had a purse and you made us call, us, call you B. And you had a song about drinking tea. And he just sort of freaks out and runs away. And everyone has a good laugh. The three women have a good laugh. <laughs> and Ben loses all respect for his dad for being emasculated in front of him. Yep, so that'll teach him not to criticize his son's choices and what he holds. Mm-hmm. It, it's really only because he's probably worried about what other people will think of him. Uh-huh. So stupid. Do we think that this will bring out Ross's secret desire to become a drag superstar? <laughs> if only. What would his drag name be? Oof. I feel like Ross should be changed to Rosa. Oh. I think he'd go by Rachel's name. Rachel Green? Well, not like her actual name. Rosa like, Green? Like Rochelle or something. Oh. As a tribute to his girlfriend. Yeah. Love Sanchez it. away. Shantae <laughs> Alright, and that, that was it. The episode ends with like grainy home video footage of a of a young boy dressed up as a as a woman singing his song about drinking tea. It was so cute. Aww, little Ross. Little Ross. And then he spills his tea, gets frustrated and walks away. And then you see little Monica come in and is cleaning it up. Of course. <laughs> As every woman should, Michael. Oh. And that was the one with the metaphorical tunnel. It's a shame that we weren't paying attention when they were talking about the metaphorical tunnel. But, well, you know, there were beers involved. We can't do everything, folks. We're trying our best. I think... um. We're over 50 episodes of Friends in now. Over 50? Yes. Wow. Not of the podcast because we did some double episodes. Oh, yes. We're we're over 50 episodes of Friends now. Cool. Yeah. It's all right. There's only another 180 to go. Okay. It'll fly by. Fly. Fly by. So what episode is next? Good question. You don't even know? I know everything about Friends, Elizabeth. I'll tell you. Next up is the one with Frank Jr. Frank Jr. Frank. Mm, Frank. Who's Frank, Elizabeth? You see the flicker of recognition in your eyes. I know. I'm quite pleased. Who's Frank? Is it someone in Joey's family? Is it someone in Phoebe's family? Is it... Mm, Is it someone in Phoebe's family? Is it her dad? Mm. Well, Frank was the name of Phoebe's dad. Yeah, so so her her brother, right? Yeah, oh, there you go. Okay, you got there. Good job. He comes back. Giovanni Ribisi. We'll oh, see him yeah. next episode. Cool, cool. I yep. love Phoebe's story, so that's going to be a good one for all me. All right. Looking forward to it. Yes. Thank you all very much for listening. This has been Friends Till the End with Michael and Elizabeth. If you want to help support the show, follow us on Twitter at FriendsPod. You can also listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher Radio. Leave us a nice rating or a review at any of those sites. And tell a friend... I don't think your singing career is going to take off just through this podcast, Michael. How very dare you. Until next time. This uh, we got, what, three more episodes this week? Yes, we do. Great. Looking forward to it. Me too. Yeah. See you tomorrow, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.